Hopelessness is another disease. Don't allow it to kill you. Don't allow it to cripple you. Don't allow it to kill your faith in the living God who is, more, who is powerful and who is a miracle-working God. Crawl out of that bed. Stand on your feet even if your feet are weak. Even if your legs feel weak and they're dancing. Come on. Grab a walking stick and walk out of that situation and say, I can survive this and I will survive this and I will rise up above this. I want you to understand some of these things that we got through. Some of the storms that come, they are very devastating. I know there are many others that are not, that not have the privilege of being visited by the media and their story heard on television. There may be nobody who has visited you. There may, your neighbor may not even know what you're going through. Your immediate neighbor may not even know what you're going through. Your employer has no idea what you've gone through. It's possible that some husbands don't know what their wives are going through. It's a fact that there are some wives who don't know what's going through. There could be still you, or a brother you know, or a sister you know, or a neighbor you know. Whose sobs may not be loud enough to be heard. But people are going through a lot of storm. There's a lot of storm. Some of these negative experiences are weird. They look like they are demonically motivated. Or powered. People go through a lot of things. As we grow up, children go through a lot of things. You have heard... An high school kid or a primary or elementary school kid say, I will never get married. You've heard that. You have heard a young person say, I will never get married. Or you even heard yourself, probably. You say that yourself. You've heard somebody say, I don't trust men. You've heard young ladies or even grown-up women say, I can't trust men. I will never trust men. Or you've heard yourself say that. You've heard people, young men say, I can't trust or you can't trust ladies. And you think they're just alarming statements? You've heard somebody say, I don't trust anybody. Even Christians who go ahead and say, I can't trust anybody. I only trust God. No, you don't. When you hear somebody say, I cannot trust anybody. When you hear these alarming statements from young people or grown-up people, when they seem so alarming to you, I want you to understand that they are drawn from painful memories of things that they heard. Things that they saw and things that they have experienced, whether they were children, whether they were grown-ups, whether they were in elementary school, whether they saw that or experienced that when they were babies or heard that when they were children. The, the, the memories, the storms are in the mind. 
and they sink down slowly with time and they become deep-seated emotional storms. Bishop, are you preaching today or are you conducting a counseling session? Both. Both. I'm doing both today. Because adversity has a way of revealing the character in you. The deep-seated person in you. It exposes the wounds that are hidden to the public. That have been hidden and covered by the designer suits that we wear. And the designer dresses that we wear. And the hair, expensive hair pieces that we have. And the makeup that we put on ourselves. And varsity as a way of melting all that away. And leaving the real you exposed. When you hear people say that. I want you to know that. What they heard and what they saw. And what they experienced, like those little kids in India, in that poor families. And as I said, there are many others who are going through the same. It's only that those had the privilege of being documented by a TV station. They'll struggle with their father crying. They will struggle for years to come. What is your struggle? What do you struggle with? What you see when you're growing up. What you hear when you are growing up and what you experience as you grow up builds into a mountain with time in life and they become so big mountains that you cannot cross. It forms barriers and bams and potholes in your life and you find yourself in ability Dissembled and incapacitated and you can't just move. Your life is stuck. You find yourself stuck. You are a professional but you are stuck. You are educated but you can't move forward. You have money but money has not taken away that mountain. I have seen very rich people who are so miserable. And I've seen very poor people who are very happy. They live in Africa. I have seen very rich people who can sleep without a sleeping pill. And yet I've seen very poor people with one shirt that is torn, one trouser which is patched, barefooted, but they smile bigger than those who have money. They are so happy. They don't even, what kills me, Although I'm still alive. What kills me is that they don't know whether they are poor. They don't know. They don't know. You are the only one who thinks they are poor. They don't know. These things become mountains and a lot of people can move past those gates in your mind the gates are here the gates are here locked the storms are here in the mind you are smartly dressed but then your mind is going through a storm and you can't 
advance, you can move forward past that. George Floyd shouted, I can't breathe before he died. He shouted, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Before he died. Those were his last words. Interestingly, George Floyd is not alone. You may not have a, a policeman's knee on your neck, but you may not be able to breathe because of your storms that you have gone through in your mind. What is your story? What is your take? George Floyd shouted, I can breathe. If you are given a microphone today to say something, what would you say? Some of us would say, I can't move forward. I'm stuck. Devastated by the divorce that I went through. Devastated by the laws of a parent that I went through. The laws of a husband, the laws of a, of a, of a wife, the laws of my, a daughter or son. What would you say if you were given a chance? What would you say? Have you allowed what you heard as a kid? Have you allowed what you heard as a kid? Or as a teenager? Or as a young adult? The negative experiences you went through in college or in high school. Or as a young mother or as a young father. Have you allowed those negative experiences to accumulate into mountains of defeat, sorrow, and frustration? Today I stand before you and assure you that you can rise above those storms. They are realities. I'm not in any way belittling the experience. I'm not in any way calling you a dummy head because you can't go past those gates in your mind. Is that good language? Yeah. I'm not trying to say you can't think or you're stupid. Or you are fooled because you are stuck in the last negative experience that you went through. Some of you watching me today, you are raped. You are violently violated. And although you earn a very big salary, your paycheck is big enough, you drive a big car, you live in a big house. You still cry 26 years later, 18 years later, and you hate men or women that raped you. You think every man is bad, and you are 37 and a half years old, and you can't think of getting married. 
because you have never gone past the gate of rape. Shake off the dust. Shake off the dust, my brother, my sister. Shake off the dust of that failure that you went through. It's true you went through it. I don't in any way downplay the experience and the pain and the suffering that it has caused. But tomorrow will be better than today. Rise above that storm and embrace the masses of God. Embrace the grace of God. Embrace the God of heaven who forgives people and who clears painful memories out of our minds by his power and gives us a chance to believe in ourselves. You are not what was done to you. You are not what you are not what was done to you. You are not what was said to you. You are not what people declared negatively about you. You are not what the gossipers and the rumors said you are. You are better than that and you are bigger than that. And I want you to arise above those storms. You work hard. But you can't go past those gates in your mind. Or in your heart. Take them at the feet of the cross. At the foot of the cross. Take those pains at the foot of the cross. Take them to Jesus and tell Jesus. I bring them to you. This is what I went through as a child. This is what I went through. This is the rejection I went through as a child. This is the, the pain I went through as a child. This is what I went through as a teenager. This is what I went through. These are the failures. These are the things that I went through as I experimented with my body. And some of these are the consequences that I have today. Some of you carry physical marks. Permanent scars. Out of the mistakes that you made as a teenager or as a young professional. And you can't go past that gate of what happened to you. Can I guarantee you that it is not happening today? It happened then. You failed then. You went through it that time, but you're not going through it today. It's all in your mind and in your heart. Today... Watch me as I rise up. You can rise up from or above that storm. You can rise up above that storm and sit up and throng. I want us to read Exodus chapter 3, verses number 13 and 14 as I close. Exodus Chapter 3, verses 13, 14, and 15. The word of the Lord says, Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, That the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, and I want you to mark these words, I am whom I am. They are in capital letters in every Bible under the sun. I am. 
God never saw the need of taking Moses to a kindergarten, then primary school, then high school, then university, and major, so that he can teach him his character, that he is God. He never gave him a lesson on the attributes of God, or like we do as ministers, a lesson on the names of God. He summarized himself into a simple statement. He summarized himself, the God of the universe, the God of all creation. You are God and my God today. Summarized it into one statement. He says, you want to know my name? You want to know whether I care? You want to know whether I am with you or I, am, I was with them? I, well, you want to know my character? You want to know what I can do and what I cannot do? You want to know what is possible and what is not possible with me? One statement. Tell every doubting Thomas. Tell everybody who doubts my position and my authority and my power because of the adversities of COVID-19. Tell them my name is, I am who, I'm, who I am. I am. Tell that father who is struggling. Tell that mother who doesn't know what to do. Tell that person who has been kicked out by their landlord because they can't pay rent. Tell that mother or family that doesn't have food for their children that my name and his name is, I am. I am. Give them my name. Tell them who I am because if they have to come for a seminar or conference to learn what I can do and what I cannot do, it will take forever. Because you can't study God. But one statement I bring to you today as I close. He told Moses, I don't have all the time to prove to you what I can do and what I cannot do, but I want you to go and tell those people who are going through this tough storm that my name is I am whom I am. In short, I will be what you need me to be to you. I will become whatever you want me to become to you. If you have no food, I will be your food. I am your food. If you have no clothing, I will become your garment. If you have no money to pay rent, I provide it to the widow through the bottle of the jar of her that was remaining in the house. And I multiplied it. She became a successful businesswoman at my word. I will become money to you. I will not forget one of the scriptures that I love so much. One of the stories in the New Testament that I love so much and especially when I, I visit Israel and I'm on a boat on the Sea of Galilee. I remember the disciples coming to Jesus and telling him we have no money for taxes. We have no money to pay taxes. Yeah. We don't have money. Ministers of the gospel. Ministers of the most high God. Servants of the most high God. When a ministry doesn't have money, it's not a crime. Jesus' ministry 
did not have money. 